0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Debut album "Leave It All Behind," which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. And I felt that the song was pretty fitting for tonight. Um We're going to be talking with Ian J. Kenny in a moment, um, and I'm going to introduce the show. And I felt the song fit really well with the concept of his book. And he's been, he's going to be going over his book tonight, "A Thousand Pieces," which is his debut novel that was just released, and everyone has to check it out. It is on. Amazon.com and all other major digital distribution sites for books. I posted for everyone in the chat room. I know we have a ton of people, which is great right now, um, that are tuning in. And I posted the link in the chat room. So if anyone wants to go directly to the Barnes & Noble site, you can uh, do that in the chat room. And please also create a blog talk radio account because I will be taking questions from anyone in the chat room as well as anyone who wants to call into the show. The number for the show is 805-243-1320, and that is also all the information for the show is currently posted in the chat room, so please join us tonight, and feel free to call in later during the show to ask Ian questions. So before we bring Ian on, I'm going to give everyone some background information On the concept of my show, and then I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about Ian before we uh, bring him on the air. So, I developed this show approximately, it's just about going on five months, and I just want to first thank all of the guests that I've had on the show. Um, Everyone's been amazing, all the supporters that are regulars tuning into the show, anyone new tonight. um, We're going to hopefully hit over 3,000 listeners tonight, and the show's been doing really well. So, if anyone um, is interested in Becoming a guest on the show you can search for me on Facebook uh, the Carrie Edelman show I also have a personal page on Facebook as well as Twitter account at Carrie Edelman um, And some music sites on myself also um, on Facebook and some other sites on the internet So I started the show five months ago with the concept of knowing how difficult it is uh, Being involved in entertainment. Um, I'm a musician. I also do writing for magazines and um I'm also a clinical psychologist, so I'm doing a a couple of different things at the same time, and I really wanted the concept of the show to be to bring people on the air that are out there working really hard, trying to get their names out there, and provide them with support and and spread their names and products and whatever they're promoting to uh, the masses in the world. So the show's been, as I said, doing well, and I want to keep doing that for my guests, and so the concept is really about supporting everyone. Um, Also, I know sometimes people think because I'm a clinical psychologist, I'm going to do therapy or anything like that on the air. But unfortunately, I'm not. I do, you know, like to sometimes take some psychological angles with some of the questions I might ask. But again, the stuff we'll talk about will be very um, generic in the sense that it's not going to be doing therapy. Um, The show is not about providing formal treatment for anyone. So I do want the guests to feel comfortable to, to talk about whatever they'd like. I do kindly request, though, that if you're going to talk about some, you know, exciting, intriguing, or controversial story, that if there's certain names involved with people or organizations that you keep any identifying information out as the show is not meant to embarrass anyone, even though I do want people to feel real and down to earth and feel free to talk about whatever they'd like. Um, Again, please join us in the chat room and create an account. I'm going to tell everyone now about Ian, and then we are going to bring him on the air. So I actually had the opportunity to meet Ian personally a while back when he was working on one of his films, and it was a feature Full Length, and he can feel free to fill people in on what he'd like to talk about with that film. And um, we had actually met, oh, my gosh, it was on MySpace. I mean, this has been a few years, and he was uh, so kind, and he needed an extra for the film So I actually was able to be a part of this film, and I appreciate that. So that's how I met him, and we just really became friends uh, over the Internet, and uh, we met in person when I did a film a couple of years ago, and then we had also met up at a comedy show recently. So I've I've been a big supporter of Ian. Um, He's such a talented person when it comes to writing, filmmaking, producing, editing. He's just Talented all around the board. So, we're going to talk about all of his different adventures tonight and different things that he's involved in. So, a little bit about Ian. He is an award winning filmmaker and writer. He's completed several feature length and short films and has been working in the industry since graduating college in 2001. Um, his, His career is not limited, though, to writing and directing as he also produces, edits, and performs a wide array of various technical positions, such as being a director of photography in his films and other works. He's also best known for his dark subject matter with his love for thrillers, but his body of work ranges from comedy to horror and everything in between. Aside from film, Ian, as we know, and we're going to talk about it tonight, is also an author and a poet. His first novel, again, to plug it, A Thousand Pieces, was recently released. It is available at all major bookstores and online retailers. And in addition to movies, books, and poetry, Ian is also a musician. He's a drummer. He's been playing since he was 12 years old. And I definitely want to touch base on his uh, music career tonight, too, because he still is involved in doing some music. And to get more information on Ian, um, it's Ian J., the initial J, Kenny, um, K-E-E-N-E-Y. You can visit him at ianjkenny.com. All right? So with that being said, let's bring Ian on. Okay, Ian, you are on.
2: Hey, hey, hey. What's up?
1: (laughs) How are you doing?
2: I am good. How are you?
1: I'm um, very well you've got a great turnout right now in the chat room you have a, oh my gosh a lot of people listening in right now I'm trying to encourage them Ian to create a, an account so they can uh you know correspond with us but that's okay too but you got tons of people listening
2: so it's awesome cool. well as long as they're listening and you know thank you for everybody <laughs> for tuning in and wasting your very special Wednesday night to listen to me and of course, oh, thank you Carrie it. for don't. having me on.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Hey, don't be deprecating. But, uh, don't be self deprecating. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well I was I was hoping for some free uh, free therapy tonight, but apparently that's not what uh, what's going on. I guess I was confused. Yeah,
1: not we'll touch base on some interesting things, absolutely, but oh. yeah, unfortunately I don't want to be, you know, a pop psychologist and a lot of people okay. out there that are doing things you know what I mean? I'm not gonna Name names, and I don't want to uh be like Howard Stern and Rat on some people, but but I know we can't
2: even embarrass people. what's going on?
1: well we can we can talk about uh <laughs> controversial stories, humiliating stories, just we're going to leave them out. We can call them Mr. X or Mrs. Y, whatever you want to do <laughs> Mr.
2: X <laughs> that's
1: what I always say. I'm always like Dr. X when I want to identify someone, but not you know <laughs> it so um so let's talk um let's talk a little bit about. Kind of from the beginning, let the audience know a little bit about your upbringing and how you got so involved and interested in the arts because you're involved in so many different aspects. Um, yeah, tell people about that. I'd love to hear some about that.
2: Okay. Uh, well, from the beginning, wow, that's a, yeah,
1: well, again, way I mean, back. In, in, um, in, right, in brief. But, you know, what inspired you growing up, like, you know, as a kid? Um, and why Why did you get so interested in stuff like this?
2: I guess you know. I don't know where my interest really started. I just had a desire to be creative ever since I was a kid, and I don't know if that really started with movies or writing. I kind of always was interested in both, and um, I just never. I I just saw movies, and as a kid, and was just blown away by. I guess movie magic how magical it is that you could create this own little Mm -hmm. world and you know it's just that was really fascinating to me and once i became old enough to learn oh people actually make these ah okay i'd like to do that (laughs) so it was just ever since i was a kid it was the only thing i ever wanted to do which is something that held my attention and then writing as well i was just always interested in that aspect too
1: what um like just if you can reflect back, what movie do you remember just growing up as a little kid that really kind of if you can remember one that really caught your attention, yeah. you were like wow. Well, you
2: know, I'll tell you the very first movie. I, it's I, I, apparently from the stories that my parents tell me. It, it's not the first movie I've ever seen, but it's the first movie I remember seeing was uh, they took me to see E.T. in the movies, and
1: oh my gosh,
2: um, that that to me was um just that's. It blew me away just seeing, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
2: you know, another world on the screen. I mean, how else would you ever see a little kid in a space alien eating Reese's Pieces, you know? Like, only right. movie. Um, I so, love that
1: movie. Yeah, I, yeah, so, I, I mean, that. Just that. Was I love
2: it. it was when Spielberg cool. was good. Oh, wait, I mean, Mr. X was good.
1: <laughs> well, you can, I mean, you can <laughs> comment on stuff like that. I'm just saying, you know, personal relationships and stuff. <laughs> I don't yeah, mind if you're critical about, you know, people in the public. That's fine. No, um, I mean Spielberg okay.
2: is, is is very inspirational, but um, mm-hmm. mostly in the '80s. You know, this when when he started doing more recent stuff, it, it kind of lost my attention. It's just, a, okay. I don't know. I don't the know latest, what happened I'm with that even... last Indiana Jones. <laughs>
1: Right. I'm not even. What are some of more of the recent works that he's done? Because again, I'm not. Unfortunately, you know, I don't watch a lot of movies, and I probably should, especially when I'm involved in so many different aspects of entertainment. But yeah, what are some of the more recent works that he's done? I don't. I don't even know.
2: Um, he's been doing a lot of executive producing and things like that. Not so much directing. Okay. But I, I, The Indiana Jones. Uh, The the fourth one, was that was like the last thing I've seen. (laughs) After that, it's just like, you know, he kind of lost his touch. Technically, he's still good, you know. I mean, the visuals Mm -hmm. are great, and, you know, he's got good people working with him. But I just couldn't believe that he actually thought that was a good screenplay and decided to put all this money into that, you know. Right. I'm just I'm just surprised a lot of times By what Hollywood is putting out Because there's yeah, so many talented writers Out there who are looking for work And they just keep remaking the same things Over and over again and well, just That's why no that's
1: you said that Because before you said that I was going to say What is your impression of these people out there You know, the, these big names That keep remaking and redoing Kind of the same stuff That's already put, been put out there
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean They're just looking to make a buck. That's all it is. And if people are going to the movies and paying for it, why are they going to stop doing that? Right. So
1: I always try to speak out
2: the more independent stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but it's the same thing, you know, even with music. I mean, they want a certain kind of cookie-cutter type of song. I mean, because that's unfortunately what sells to the youth and catches the attention. And, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that more of the independent and unique stuff is not getting more attention than stuff that's been out there way too long. I, you know,
2: and I think it's just a problem of what's being marketed to the people. Somebody actually told me that they didn't know independent films existed, and that blew oh my, my mind that somebody didn't realize that independent films existed. They just thought whatever in these are in these big, you know, mega multiplex cinemas are the only things mm-hmm. out there. And, you know, I mean, and, and I'm not going to talk bad about all of that stuff because I like – A lot of the summer Mm -hmm. popcorn movies, too. You know, some of them are actually really good, but a lot of them leave a lot to be desired.
1: Sure, sure. Well, that's definitely – thank you for touching on that stuff. I'd definitely like to hear your input on that, especially since you're, you know, well-versed in this industry. But let's definitely get back to you because that's a good audience to hear about. Okay. just to, just out of curiosity, while we were talking about you growing up and getting interested in movies and films and writing, was anyone in your family or anyone close to you involved in this line of work that inspired you?
2: Um, well, I have, you know, uh, there, are, there are other people in my family who are, you know, authors and, you know, mm-hmm. that do other creative things like that. Um, and, you know, my dad is very interested in arts and things like that. You know, he's um, he's always had a desire to be, uh, you know, involved with film and stuff like that, but uh, never actually followed it. Um, he uh, spent his time basically being a really amazing father and taking care of his family. And because of nice. that and the support that I've had of my parents, I was able to, you know, follow my dreams. And, um, you know, he's also a drummer as well. He's been drumming pretty much his whole life and uh, still oh, does. Oh, cool. And, and uh, I, I guess that's kind of where I got that from. It's, I, you know, always was interested in music and drums and stuff like that. So he's really into all that. So, you know, I guess, I, you know, it's a, you know, we're involved in the arts in a way, you know, but I just kind of wanted to capacity.
1: Sure, sure. And just talking about other people that have inspired you and then we'll we'll while we're on this topic and then we'll take a phone call because there is someone on the line. So just please hold on for a moment and we will get to you in a minute. Um what other you know, who other who are some of the other people involved in the film industry that have you know inspired your work? I know you said Steven Spielberg in the eighties. What are some of the other uh people that have inspired you? Okay.
2: Um, well, the most inspirational person, if we're talking about artists and stuff like that, to me is by far Nick Cave. Nick Cave, uh, because he's he's mostly music, but he has written screenplays and has done okay. soundtracks and is involved with music. But his music and writing and everything like that, I mean, he's he's also an author. He's written a couple books. So he's he's got his hand in a lot of things. And He's just very inspirational to me. He really opens up my mind creatively. Even a lot of times before I sit down and write, I like to listen to his music to kind of get into the mood of things. As far as filmmakers nice. go, I think probably the most um, influential filmmaker that I looked up to was John Carpenter. Uh, nice. Again, he's another one who was good back in the day, but um, I liked him just because he was – he he. Was somebody like me who kind of started out at the you know very bottom and just worked mm-hmm. really really hard to get himself established and uh, I mean he's just a regular guy and he just happens to love right. films and makes films and I um, I was really inspired by that and he's made some really good movies too.
1: Cool. Very cool. Well, again, that's something to compliment you on is that you, and I do want the audience to know that, you know, you're an extremely hard worker and you're kind of out there yourself, kind of, you know, paving the path for yourself. It's not like you have tons of people, I mean, you can correct me (laughs) if I'm wrong, but, you know, backing you and giving you all this money, and so I can totally appreciate, right, and I can appreciate and empathize what you're doing, because, as you know, I do very similar things, and I don't know, sometimes I think it's that hard work that not only pays off, you know, in the long run for you becoming successful, but you just feel internally, I think, I don't know, I feel a sense of accomplishment knowing that I've done it on my own and I wasn't just kind of given this free ride. Again, free ride tonight, oh, yeah. but I mean, you know what I mean.
2: <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it's, I wouldn't want everything just handed to me. I mean, what what's really the okay. point of that? It's, it's not really like I'm just desiring to be, rich and famous that's not really what i'm trying to do it's just i love to create and i love to uh, the most exciting thing for me is when somebody gets something out of something i did you know that i brought a smile to somebody's face or they got some sort of joy or excitement out of something i did that's the reward that i look for and it's and it's just yeah and it's just I, I like the challenge. You know, I wouldn't want everything just handed to me. And, you know, a break every now and again is good. You know, Absolutely. but you know, yes. it, the challenge is fun too.
1: Definitely. Well, let's take this caller, and then we will All we'll right. get back to the interview. Actually, there's a couple now. Oops. Okay, so let's take the first one who's been on for unfortunately four and a half minutes. Okay, and I, wow. we're, they don't have an area code. Usually, I'll introduce the area code, but they do not. It's unknown. So, unknown. You are going to now be on <laughs> the air with Ian. <laughs>
3: So, oh, let us, let us, yes, can you hear me? Yeah, Hello. we can hear you. Can you hear? Yes, uh, I have seen some of uh, Mr. Keeney's films, and they are very strange, very, uh, how shall I say, he is not as uh, all-American boy apple pie as he seems on your show, his oh. <laughs> subjects seem to be strange personalities and uh, inner workings, terror, fear, all these things. Uh, I would like to know more about Mister Keeney's films, not these other people you talk about. What drives him? What bloodlust does he feel
1: himself <laughs> to is make joke? such <laughs> films? Do you know who the is?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: he's... He, 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 he's. <laughs> the, um, so, the I, I'm confused about what that question actually is.
3: <laughs> well, the question, Mr. Keeney, is what are you really all about? What sort of psyche drives you to these strange, dark corners of your mind? <laughs>
2: Okay, well the strange uh, uh that's that's a good question actually. Um most of what I used to create was always very comical and lighthearted and fun um and just uh, you know like stuff like Mr. Bean was a huge inspiration to me, all the British oh, wow. sitcoms and okay.
1: stuff like
2: that. Okay. I loved all that stuff and I used to make <laughs> that kind of stuff and I just love making people laugh. But the problem with doing that, everybody saw me as a comedian and not a filmmaker. And I wanted to be taken okay. seriously as a writer, as a filmmaker, not just well, somebody who does silly slapstick things, which I always enjoyed. But So I decided, okay, let me try to just make the absolute opposite thing I could possibly think of that is so totally different from any kind of slapstick comedy and write the darkest, most disturbed thing I could think of to prove that I can do everything, and I'm versatile. That I'm not stuck in any certain nature genre or something. So that's that's why I did that. And 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 I've done it, and I've proved that I can do it. And I've I'm kind of moving away from that now, and I want to go back to doing other things aside from
1: can that. Can you um? because yeah, I'm not necessarily familiar. What did what did you write that was very dark and disturbing? Because I love that stuff.
2: Uh, okay. Well, I mean pretty much everything before this book. This book is really like one of the first things that I re- have released that is um, not, I mean, this is even a little dark too. I mean, because it's kind of, there's, yeah, I think there's, it is. there's depressing moments to it and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but there's also inspiration and, you know, happiness and bliss as well. So there's, there's a lot of ups yeah, and downs yes, throughout the book. Very
3: good, very good, very, very good, Mr. Kenny. But, uh, why don't you talk to uh, young Miss Adelman about your own dark fantasy? Uh,
2: I think you, well, you're... Yeah, that's, the, that's the movie I was talking about. That's the first thing I made out of college, uh, which was, like I said, uh, it was to kind of contrast what I was doing in college, which was all like the uh, comedy stuff. So I, I right. that's when I made Dark Fantasy, as kind of like a uh, juxtaposition to that.
1: And what was and uh, what was Dark Fantasy? Do you have? Uh, is it online? Yeah, Dark Do you Fantasy. Have a copy of it?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's there if anybody wants it. Um, but it's like I said, it's an old thing. But it's uh, it's um it was bas- it's about a serial killer, and it's it's uh you know just what goes on in the mind and the life of a serial killer
1: oh well you know me I love that stuff I mean that's what I uh, work with yeah. <laughs> it was
2: it was it's like basically um uh, you, you know, like movies like seven and things like that I always looked at mm-hmm. and I'm like, Well that's they're they're interesting and but it's always about the police following the bad guy and I just right. thought well, what would it what is this bad guy doing while the police are trying to figure him out? You know. So right. I I just wanted to write a movie from the perspective of the bad guy. What is a bad guy's everyday life I mean, like? You know? And that it was just it was well, kind of told from that perspective.
1: Okay. Well, I don't. we'll, we'll talk yes,
3: about yes, it, I'd, yes, love, yes, I'd love to see a copy yes. of it. Yes, and I felt a special empathy for, for the poor psychiatrist in the film. That poor man, <laughs> <Made> <laughs> so sad. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, well, it
2: is. It is really, uh, really sad. But uh, he's, um, you know, just. Uh, Probably one of the best parts of the film, I can say that, you know, and I just oh, wish gosh. that he was involved in the film <laughs> a little, <laughs> little bit more. I'd love to work with him again, too. Right.
3: What, what was the right. name of that uh, poor fellow?
2: Well, the poor fellow was uh, Miles Angus McVane. Um He was a fantastic <laughs> actor, uh, really good, but um, he had a, he unfortunately had a small role in it, and uh, we um, – work together again at a later time in a short film uh called living past uh that's on the internet you can find it just you know on youtube or something Just you can look up my name or his name or living past it'll come up and it was a short about 10 minute right. film and he was excellent in that too um and uh, you know um just it was uh cool. a, about a school that was haunted by this ghost and he played the janitor and um, that was something else that we worked on together. But we haven't worked together in a long time.
3: Oh, I will look it up on the Internet. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you. hmm Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much um, for calling in, because we're definitely going to start talking about Ian's book, which is, you know, why we're also here tonight. Okay. Albert, oh, you already cut out. Okay. You there, Ian?
0: <laughs> okay. I'm here. <laughs>
1: That was funny. That was interesting. Um, I know some interesting
2: sounded,
1: people. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell whether that was his real accent or whether he was kind of uh, <laughs> improvising a little bit. But um, a little all right, above. cool. So yeah, <laughs> a little both. Okay. Yeah. Um. So anything else that you want to touch base to let the audience know about with your, you know, your film writing? If you want to direct them to any websites or places that they can check out any of your material.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's just enjkeeney.com, and everything that you could possibly desire is on there, and it'll link you to wherever you want to go to see anything you want. Cool. So, I mean, I have have videos up there. Some of my poems are on there. Uh, There's a store on there with all these films and my book and stuff on. So, yeah, everything's on that site.
1: Cool. Very cool. So it's a one-stop shop. So everyone definitely go to enjkinney.com and uh, check out all of his stuff on the website. So let's uh, let's talk to you about your books. I know we definitely want to get to that, and we're going to go uh, through a reading tonight that you're going to do for the audience um, with some mm-hmm. of the uh, stuff from your book. So yeah. So let's get involved in the book. So you recently released your debut novel, which is titled right. A Thousand Pieces, and uh, let's. Start from uh, the beginning. How did you come up with the idea for this book? Where did you develop the title from? I'm just curious about that.
2: Um, I was talking to a coworker of mine at uh, work, and she had told me to go on the Internet and watch a short film called The Puzzle, and okay. I had a really hard time finding it. So I just ended up watching something else, called the puzzle which was uh basically had nothing at all to do with my book whatsoever nor did the other movie that she was talking about but just the word the puzzle made me think of this whole story just started flooding into my head and the, the movie that i watched was like it was an old lady who took a jigsaw puzzle out of a closet and then she like sat down at her kitchen table and started putting this jigsaw puzzle together and as she was putting together this puzzle a man approaches in the stormy night and comes up to the window breaks into the house and then slaughters this little old lady so oh i don't know what kind of film that was but uh it was had absolutely nothing to do with the book but it, i just the the concept of a of uh the jigsaw puzzle kind of sparked the entire idea for this wow. book which the jigsaw puzzle is actually kind of in the background in the book it's not really a main mm-hmm. theme but the title kind of comes from that as like a thousand pieces because of the, the puzzle and um
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know i unfortunately i can't really expound on that because i don't want to give no, away a lot of the twists and turns and stuff that are in the book but exactly. the, the, there's a, the the puzzle that plays a pretty big uh, piece in this book, and uh, you know, just a thousand pieces as well. He he mentions that as about um, their marriage and how their relationship is broken into a thousand pieces, and it's like trying to put a puzzle back together. And once a couple is broken so much, when they try to put a puzzle together, it's like you know you're always missing a couple pieces and stuff like that. So the title kind of fits in through the whole theme of the book, and I love my writing it's also very much like a jigsaw puzzle because you just it's 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 kind of an analogy for how I like to write um because you don't really see the whole picture from the beginning. You know what it's about, basically. You know, when you're putting together a a jigsaw puzzle, you know, okay, well, it's basically like knowing, all right, this is a landscape that you're going to put together. Here's all the pieces. Mm -hmm. So then you start putting pieces down on the table, and then the picture starts coming together, and you see the sun and the water and sand, and you go, oh, okay, this is on the beach, and it's a sunset, and, you know. So that's, that's kind of how I write, where I just... I give you enough to understand what the story is about, and then as you go along, I introduce things that are going to surprise you and take you on different twists and turns that you never expect. To me, it's the and it,
1: yeah. I mean, if I could just comment, I think it's I think it's brilliant the way you write. I think it's just I think that's a perfect way to describe it because I agree that. You do present stuff in the beginning where you kind of think you know what the book's about, but then you go to the next chapter and you're just like your heart drops and it takes you in a totally different direction, but everything always comes together, like you said, as a puzzle, and by the end you get the full picture of, of what was actually happening. So yeah, everyone has got to check this book out. It's, it's really, really good. And I have to say personally, I haven't, you know, read a novel in, in a long, long time. So it was really a breath of fresh air, and it was just huh. I enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so I think that's a great way to capture the book and kind of the direction that you took it in. And um, just, I also like to, just to ask you because I love the artwork on the book. Was that something that you came up with, or did you have someone design it for you? Uh,
2: well, it was both. It was a team effort. Um, it was um, me and uh, Kristen Holser was uh, also. She she was the one who drew it. I have no talent whatsoever when it comes to drawing that's something i can't do she blows me away everything she creates is unbelievable she's done a lot of work for me um she's created you know dvd covers and posters for several of my movies and um also uh did the book cover and basically she's great because we have some sort of connection because i had the vision for what i wanted the Cover of the book to look like because, like I said, the puzzle's an analogy for the breaking apart of their marriage and things like that. So I had the, the vision of their hands being held and the puzzle pieces breaking apart at their mm-hmm. hands to symbolize the breaking apart of their marriage. And they're standing in front of the sunset, which was to symbolize when he proposed to her on the cruise. And um, oh, nice! You know, so they so there's there's meaning behind everything on that cover, and I explained to her what I I wanted, and she drew it and basically drew the exact thing that I saw in my head. So that's why I always work with her, because she just is so good at knowing exactly what I want.
1: That's great. I'm sorry, her name was Kristen, just to give her a plug.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Kristen Halzer.
1: Kristen Halzer?
2: It's, it's Kristen, H-O-L-Z-E-R, I think.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, nice, very nice, cool. So um, Kristen H. Let's see on what Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Kristen H. on Facebook. Okay. Very yeah. good. You yeah, did a great job, Kristen. So, prom, you know, kudos to you. Really good job. Um, uh, yeah,
2: I'm always plugging so, her, so I'm always keep trying to give her some more work because she's really good.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely befriend her on Facebook. Um, yeah. So I guess the other question for you, too, is when you came up with the concept of this, you know, the plot and the content for your book, did it have any you know, personal relationship to you too. I know we can't really get into the details of it because we want to keep it a surprise for everyone. But you know, I know you said kind of seeing that film, The Puzzle, kind of sparked this idea that it kind of started rushing to you. But was there any other you know personal attachment? To be to honest, I like really you? have no
2: idea where this story came from. Um, it was it, it just it just popped into my head and it wrote itself from beginning to end. Wow. Um, this like i said the the book has absolutely no relation to the movie they totally have i mean they couldn't be more different and um I really don't have any personal experience about i mean i've I've right. never been married and I've never had a kid and that's the whole book is pretty much about that you know the between this couple who've been separated and are trying to work out their marriage because of a a situation involving their daughter. So it's personally, I don't have any experience, but as a writer, obviously, I mean, I try to, you know, tap into things in my life that I think could be relatable to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then also just try to, you know, dig deep into myself and think about how I would feel or how I would react in those situations. But mostly, it's completely fictional. And I just get a good sense of who my characters are. And I think that's as a writer, that's the most important thing you need to do is you need to really know your characters better than you know yourself. So when you're writing Mm -hmm. these people, you can write them. And that's important, too, because I speak from different voices in the book, you know, you'll hear a chapter from the husband, you'll hear a chapter from the wife, you'll hear a chapter. So it's important to me that they all sound different And it doesn't sound like me talking That it sounds like right. the character's talking
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely does I mean, it, that's just such a talent The way you present it like that Because you're right Because a lot of people sometimes write in such a way That it exudes more of them than necessarily the characters But you, you definitely portray and capture the characters really well in the book So so why don't we talk a little bit about um, the reading that you're going to do tonight And then we will we will introduce that
2: Sure. Okay. Um, well, the reading is, um, I feel like I'm about to start reading from the Bible. Um, <laughs> the reading tonight is, uh, its um, I was going to read from the very beginning of the book, uh, from chapter one, but then I decided against that because um, you can go on to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, and just look inside the book, as they call it, you know, and you'll right. see a preview of, the first chapter. So I mean there's no sense in reading what you could already read just by going to these websites. Um so what I decided to do was read from chapter ten. Uh there's just a section in chapter ten that I like. And unfortunately I had to remove a few lines and paragraphs here and there because by the time it gets to chapter ten it's involved with some of these twists and things like that. So I didn't want to right. give anything away uh, mm-hmm. regarding that. So basically, it's just to give you a sample of my writing style.
1: Okay, cool. But before we check out your reading, uh, this number that did drop off before, I'm not sure what happened. They are calling back in. So let's really quick take area code 631 so they can make a comment or uh, ask you a question, Okay.
2: Absolutely. My next my question was uh, when is his next movie coming out, and uh, where can I find the book?
1: Okay, go ahead, Ian.
2: Uh, when is my next movie coming out, and where can you find the? Well, you can find the book um, wherever you like to shop for books. If you have an account with Barnes and Noble, um, you can get it at Barnes and Noble, BarnesandNoble.com. If you prefer Amazon. You can go to Amazon.com. You just type in Ian Jenkins or type in a thousand pieces and look under books, and you'll find it. it should come right up. And uh, it's available, whatever, however you like to read it. It's available in paperback. It's available in hardcover. It's also available for any e-reader: the Nook, the Kindle, Zoom, whatever is whatever right. it is you have. You can get it on the uh, iPad, your BlackBerry, your iPhone. Just it, it's however it's there and on my website you can go and also purchase an autographed hardcover if you want uh, an autographed copy um my next movie is um called The Meaning uh, i'm sure we'll probably get into that in more detail later uh that's my first documentary i decided to uh, make a documentary with a couple of good friends of mine who are also filmmakers and we're also we're, we're all uh, going um through this you know making this thing together i would suggest uh that you know let me, i'm thinking it's probably going to be released somewhere in the beginning of 2012 it's hard to say because uh with a documentary because it's not like we're just following a script and we're mm-hmm. locked into you know okay you know so we're basically going where it leads us and seeing what happens but i'm trying to wrap it all up you know it's not something i want to drag on for eternity um so I want to, in the next few months I want to be able to wrap the whole thing up and get it into post production.
1: How do you find uh, how do you find uh, uh, muses? What is your process to make a film?
2: Uh, it's different every time. It really just depends. Uh, I mean, the process is basically man. I don't know. It's. <laughs> Just a lot a lot of patience, a lot of passion, and a lot of prayer, and just kind of going step-by-step step along the way. Is there a chance that we might see a comedic movie from you sometime, since that's how you started? Uh, yeah, I, I really hope so. Uh, I have actually, you know, a few screenplays, uh, comedies already written and ready to go, and you know, once I finished the documentary I don't know What's going to be next There's a lot of different ideas That I have and I guess really A lot of what determines What's next is what people start talking About once the last thing Comes out you know I never actually Planned on making A documentary it was And I this is an idea for a movie I Had probably about five years ago And never really pursued it But when things come up and people start talking people wanted to see this documentary so that's when I decided to make it because people were talking about it so whatever I guess is being talked about after that comes out if people want to see a comedy or whatever it is then that's what I'll do but I do really want to go back to comedy because it's been a long time how do you feel about being nice. considered one of the new, sexy, hot, young filmmakers in the tri-state area? Somebody who's I don't know earth, about that, but um, I don't know. Maybe I can uh, pose in Playgirl and get some money to do my next movie.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs>
0: oh, we'll
1: have to, hey, listen, you
3: know, we'll have to take some good hey, shots. Nice whatever.
1: <laughs> nice touch. good <laughs> <Okay>. question. <versus function. laughs> All right, thank you so much for calling in. We're going to, um, you know, if you want to stay on the line, we're going to put you on hold, um, or you can join us in the chat room, but we're going to start checking out some of his uh, readings tonight. All right? All right. Oh, thank
3: you very much. I'll check out your chat room. Right, okay, thank calling. you so
1: much for calling in. Bye. <laughs> now, did you know that person or no?
2: I know everybody in the world, you know.
1: You do, okay, no, he was good, he had good questions, and he was he was nice, he was comical, and you know, it was good <laughs> stuff um, Yeah, he's pretty good. All right. so let's uh let's we're gonna put both of us on hold, and um, we're gonna check out your uh reading all
2: right, let's do it,
1: okay, all right, okay, so hold on one second, all right, everyone again, if you're tuning in right now, you're listening to Ian j Kinney who has written his debut novel, A Thousand Pieces. We're going to check out a reading for it. Again, be sure to check this book out at all major um, bookstores or all online distributors, as he mentioned on the phone call. You can pretty much get it anywhere, or go to ianjkinney.com, and that's where you can also get a hard copy of the book, and he will actually sign it for you. So um, let's check out his reading from A Thousand Pieces, and we will be back in a moment.
2: I am by no means close to anything that would resemble perfection. In the grand scheme of the universe, I know I am infinitesimally small in comparison. We come and go in this world like the blink of an eye. In the billions of years this planet has existed and the eternity in which was and always will be this universe,
1: we are here only
2: 70 or 80 years on average. In relation to Earth's lifespan, Our individual lives last only a split second. A lot of things can change in a split second. Sometimes it can change for the better, sometimes for the worse. In comparison to the age of our planet, our lives are like a split second. But all you need is a second to change the world. I know I can focus on the negative side of things. We all do sometimes. It becomes very easy for us. When I'm down about one thing, I can complain and come across as someone who finds fault in everything. It often becomes so easy to complain about the things that put a strain on me. But sometimes it's so hard to mention the things that pick me up. I just assume that people know how I feel about them. I think to myself that I don't need to tell them. I think to myself that I don't need to tell Kelly that I love her all the time. I don't need to tell her that her smile, her soul, her whole self has lit up every dark moment in my life. I assume she already knows, but with that assumption, I have built up walls to divide us. She thinks the absence of words expressing my feelings is the equivalent to an absence of feelings. Sometimes it seems like we're running on a treadmill in our relationship. We just keep running and running, but somehow we remain still. There was a time when we were moving at maximum velocity, gaining distance on our run toward the finish line. The words, I do, are not the line in which we finish, but more so, they are the line in which we start from. We didn't realize that. When the words, I do, shot like a pistol into the air, we stood around like a couple of confused dogs at the gate, not noticing that there was a lure to be chased. Early morning before the sun rose, I was awakened by my thoughts. A drive to the local store and a tall caramel cappuccino was a sad attempt to ease my nerves, waiting for the hour in which the church doors would be open. I took my coffee and my thoughts to church early. I sat with my car across the far end of the parking lot back to the woods. I watched over the church grounds, witnessing the cold wind blowing gently through the grass. I watched as it lightly shook the dead branches on the trees. I slowly sipped my steaming caramel cappuccino while I squinted my eyes upward through the windshield, looking at the clouds floating through the sky. God spoke to me through these things of His creation. The gentle breeze, lightly blowing, symbolized to me the hardships we were going through.
1: But its gentleness
2: in nature told me that it would all be okay. I find comfort in church sometimes. It can help me see things a little more clearly. I'm not one who visits church on a weekly basis, but I go when I need it. I believe that God is everywhere and that I don't need to go to church to talk to God. However, I do believe that the fellowship of like-minded individuals can be really powerful and uplifting. Being away from it for too long also puts God in the back of my mind. The thing is, I wasn't going to church that day for the service. And it wasn't Sunday. I was waiting for the priest, Father Emerson, to arrive from the rectory to open the church doors. I sat and I waited. As I remained in my deep thoughts with my eyes eclipsed, the church doors opened with a gasp. Father Emerson, standing in the doorway, looking out to the lot, exhaled a hurricane of apprehension so strong that I felt it from where I sat. Before retreating from the doorway, Father Emerson slapped on an ostensible smile, masking the unsettling shake he felt within. He turned back through the doors and disappeared into the dark shadows of the church. As I watched him vanish into the darkness, I sipped one final sip from my tepid caramel cappuccino, realizing that my racing heart was not from the caffeine pumping rapidly through my veins. It was from the same anxiety that I knew Father Emerson concealed with his elusive expression to the sun before retiring into the womb of the church. He waited for me inside the church, within its enchanting halls, a sanctuary for disheartened souls. I carried myself like my burdens, heavy footed, with courage, from my car across the lot and into the church. I piled my hopes and prayers atop the astronomical mountain of words in line for the Lord to hear. Once sending my prayers away to the heavens, I stood from the altar and turned around. Father Emerson greeted me with disconsolateness, sorry for what my family has been going through, and also lent his prayers to me.
1: okay everyone again you just heard a reading from ian j kinney and his book a thousand pieces which again you can check out at amazon.com or other major digital distribution sites as well as all major bookstores so we're going to bring them back on and we're going to start um tying up the interview for tonight but it was an awesome reading and if anyone has any questions about it please feel free to call in and definitely get the book so you can really get the full picture and as he would say, uh basically put all the pieces together, no pun intended, to um see what the story's about. So let's bring them back on. All right, uh, and you're back on now. Right.
0: <laughs> very
1: good. Very, very good.
0: Thank
1: you. So, um oh. what would you want to what would you like to comment on with the, the reading that you did and then we'll start, you know going over maybe a couple of questions that fans had, um, emails in, um, just because oh, we sure. read through about um, an hour. Yeah. And you could talk about upcoming works too, just so people can get a taste of what's, what's come next with you.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, well, like I said, the reading was, uh, it's, it was unfortunately a little hollow because, uh, I didn't want to give too much away about the you know surprises sure. in the book, but, it, you know, like I said, it was just a, kind of a sample of the style of the writing within the book. Um, mm-hmm. But because that you know specific chapter is starting to speak on what their family is going through and you know why he's meeting this priest and that he's not meeting the priest for Sunday service, but it's actually for a very different reason that you'd probably never think of. So I'm not even going to right. comment because I don't want to ruin the surprise. So you'll have to read it. Um, as far as what's next, uh, like I said, I'm there's a lot going on uh i'm already in the middle of writing or probably even almost done writing my next two books and uh wow I have, uh, the documentary that i'm working on that should be released uh, shortly we're still filming and you know we're editing at the same time but you know there's post-production is huge so it's going to take a while so that's why right. i'm probably looking toward the end of the winter in 2011, probably somewhere around March or something like that, um, okay. of 2011. Uh, we're we're going to go back in time and release the film. In <laughs> 2012.
0: <laughs> to, yeah, in
2: 2012 we'll be releasing it. Um, and uh, i I got a few short films uh, coming up, you know, and things like that. So there's a there's a lot going on, keeping me very busy.
1: Very cool. And again, as I always say, if you need any assistance from me with my psychology or whatever, I would love to be a part of any of your stuff. I'm, you know, a big fan of you and all of your work. So again, please feel free to contact me, and I would again love to be a part of it.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So, um, so where can people find you? Are you going to be doing any readings at any bookstores or anything where people can, uh, you know, see you in person and meet you? Or is, are you going to do anything <laughs> like that?
2: Yeah, I will. Um I I have a couple things that uh, you know, uh no exact dates that are, you know, set at the moment, but I'm kind of talking with people and trying to arrange stuff at at the moment. So, uh, okay. I can't give any specific dates, uh but if people wanted to um if you if you go on Facebook or you go on my website, uh you can go if you go on my website, up in the right-hand corner, you'll see you know, the the little follow me things, and you can go connect to my Twitter, you can connect to my Facebook, um, and it's, you know, you, you'll be able to follow what I'm doing. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'll be posting any kind of readings or book signings or, you know, the release of the films and stuff like that. You know, we'll all be posted there for anybody who's interested.
1: Cool. Very, very cool. And, again, I definitely want to, um, you know, feel free to offer you to come back on, especially when your, you know, documentary comes out so we can hone in more specifically on that because I know that's something you're really passionate about and you put a lot of work into. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, we can that's definitely been bring you back amazing. on with yeah.
2: that. No, I said that's been an amazing experience working on this documentary. I've met so many, so many Amazing people. It's just been quite an experience. That would would be great to uh, talk about as well,
1: yeah. Yeah, that, any of the other short films that you're doing, when you release another book, I'll be more than happy to bring you back on and promote you and continue spreading the word about uh, who you are and all these amazing things that you do. Beautiful. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so anything else that you want to, you know, let the audience know about you? Uh.
2: Uh, let's see what the audience wants to know uh, If you got the tweets and emails I'll be happy to answer whatever they want to know
1: Okay, let's do a couple of those That sounds good um, And some of the questions were similar to ones That I'd already had, so I don't want to repeat those But let's see what I, I wish there. I had
2: a really cool jingle Like Craig Ferguson or something Where we can like go into some <laughs> kind of like David Bowie parody Before I answer the tweets and emails
1: Well, that's something Hey, I'm um, We'll talk off the air I come up with crazy jingles and stuff They're really comical yeah, Maybe
0: right.
1: we can maybe we can develop something in
2: Well next um, time Next time when we do tweets and emails I promise everybody We'll have some kind of really ridiculous jingle For you to hear
1: Okay that sounds good So um, Jessica wants to know What are your loves in this world?
2: Oh geez Start out with a really hard question like that one, don't you?
1: <laughs>
2: what are my loves in this world? Wow, mm-hmm. that's deep. Um, oh. Nick Cave, Coffee, and God. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, I mean, wow. Everything, everybody, really, I mean, just that's what we're commanded to do, isn't it? To just love. And basically, I mean, it's hard to narrow that down, uh, you know.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, uh, do, I try to, you, can. I, you don't have to.
2: What are my? You know, I all right. I guess to get more specific, well, like I said, I love. I love my family. I love my girlfriend. I love Nick Cave. I love coffee. I love God. I love music. I love my book. I love books. I love writing. I love you know creating. I love my friends. I like I said my family, but I love them a lot. So I'll say it again. Uh, I love everybody who's listening. You all mean so much to me, honestly, because if you weren't listening, what would be the point of me? You know, I you know, it would just be some guy kind of sitting around writing books that collect dust. And, you know, I don't I don't I don't really want to be that guy that like everybody looks back after he's dead and goes, oh, he was pretty good. We should have paid attention to him. So thank right, you for, everybody right. for paying attention to me. And I really hope you enjoy what I do because that. Really means a lot. So, you ask a big question, cool. you get a big answer. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I think the answer it great. And just again, just to kind of digress for a minute, um, anyone who's listening in, if you have any other friends or fans of Ian that didn't catch the live episode of this interview, it will be available. You know, within 10 minutes after it's over um, as a podcast so anyone can listen to it at whatever time is convenient for them so definitely keep promoting it Ian and I'll do the same thing for you so we can
0: okay. definitely increase
1: your fan base um, okay so let's take another one so an email from Martha she would like to know where would you like to be in 10 years from now
2: um, honestly that's not something I ever put any thought into uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't like to really sound like Dismal or depressing or anything But we're never promised tomorrow I mean, I'm never promised that I'll live To the end of this phone call So um, <laughs> it, it's just uh, It's, um, you know Something That I, I just live every moment Basically mm-hmm. Moment by moment You know, and do Everything that I can do In in the now And if I if I'm blessed enough to Be around ten years from now That's enough for me, and wherever I'm meant to be is where I'm meant to be based on what I'm doing now. But,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, like I said, I'm not, like, dreaming of, you know, I'm I'm not, like, you know, in 10 years I hope I have uh, a mansion and I hope I have a Ferrari and I hope I have, you you know, an Armani suit and, you know, walking the red carpet. I just basically want to be able to survive off of, what i love to do and give people some enjoyment out of it
1: and i think i think that's a really good way that you put it in and again another conversation we could we could do a separate interview or or a show on this but I, I see myself as trying to capture more of what you're doing now like i was always the type of person that was looking to the future again working hard but you know this is what i want to get and this is what i want to achieve and i think you put it so where well, where you know you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and and trying to kind yeah. try of live with that more existential you know not angst but just living in the moment and and taking things as they come and continuing to work as hard mm-hmm. as you can and hopefully you know achieving that goal you want to achieve, but not banking on it so much so that you're just so focused on what 's going to happen and if you have that for or ten years from now, so I think that's a really good way to put it for everyone listening in I mean really. Try to look at your life and value it, and and appreciate the things you have, and work really hard to get more of the things that you want. Um, so, and I think Ian, and you'll see that in his book, he really does capture that, and that's a, an interesting concept: is that existential type of, uh, quality and how we we look at things, and we have freedom to make decisions and choose things. So, okay, so I won't go yeah, on too much of a tangent. But the, well, I
2: just want to I want to add to that because there's um, it, it's it's very much what I. You know, believe, and there's a line in my next book that, not this one, but the one I'm writing now that'll come out next, is uh, it's right along these lines, and it's it's uh, wishing for tomorrow or wishing for yesterday will just be wishing your life away. Live for the Mm -hmm. now, the moment you're in, for that moment in time may end up being what might have been, and that's very much, you know, how I live my life because if you if you focus too much on what happened in the past or you focus too much on trying to achieve some sort of goal in the future you forget to enjoy this moment that you're in and to Mm -hmm. pay attention to what's going on in your life right now and i believe that if you do just pay close attention to what's happening now you'll get the things you desire in the future they'll happen to you you know and um it's, you know, sitting around and worrying about it. and Because once you get there in the future, you try so hard to get there, you, th- there's never, like, any specific destination once you get to this spot. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm happy right. now. Because you're always still going to want more. So you just have to right. just enjoy now.
1: Hmm. No, I agree. That's, that's very well put. And I I'll look forward to reading that uh, next book of yours. That's awesome. Um, email from Alex wants to know, do you have any regrets in life or in your art?
2: Um, regrets are a funny thing. Uh, mm-hmm. no, not really. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I look back at stuff that I've, regarding my art, I look back at some stuff that I've made and say, well, wow, that could have been a lot better, you know, or I probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have said that, or I probably shouldn't have did this, you know, I mean, because, and I, and I think that's just part of being an artist. And if, if you look back and go, you know, wow, that thing I made 10 years ago was so much better than this, then that's pretty sad, you know. You you got to always grow. So I guess it's kind of good in a sense. So it's it's not a regret because it shows that I'm growing as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all part of the process. Life is a learning experience. And I don't really necessarily have any regrets in life. I mean, maybe one, but, you know, just that um, I think a lot of my, my biggest regret in life was probably – back in college, um, which is, is now sparking this documentary, uh, was was kind of just, I I never really grew up as a religious person, but, uh, I, I, I was spiritual, but then I just totally, completely turned my back on God, gave up any sense that there was a God and just thought it was all ridiculous. And just, I was just one of those angry atheists and, Said every bad thing I could possibly say about religion because it just annoyed me so much, and uh, mm-hmm. just tried to push really hard against religious people. And I've changed and come quite uh, far from that. But I think that things in my life would have been different and a little bit easier had I not done that. Uh, so if there's any regrets, that would just that would be the one.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Well put. Well put. So, um, yeah, so why don't we, because uh, i got a bunch of advertisements and plugs to do for all the supporters of the show and fans of the show. So, yeah, let everyone know, again, Ian, where they can uh, find out about you, um, if you have a Twitter account, um, your website, et cetera, and plug your book again. And then we will definitely be talking off the air, of course, and bringing you back on in the future for some uh, updates on where you're at.
2: Sure. Okay. Well, um, you know, anything you want to find about me is, you know, pretty easily available. <laughs> Unfortunately, everything is out there. So just, uh, you know, <laughs> Google me, Ian J. Keeney, and just spell it right, K-E-E-N-E-Y, and you'll find me. Uh, every, everything you need will be found through Google. Um, if you want to go right to my website, com. everything is there. My twitter my facebook imdb uh you go to the store if you want to buy any of the if you want to buy a copy of the book that'll link my store will uh, link you to amazon or barnes and noble and like i said you can buy a copy of the book right there if you want an autographed one and dvds and stuff like that just everything is pretty easy to find just punch in my name wherever you want to punch it in and something will come up
1: cool definitely cool. William, thank you so much. You did an awesome job tonight. I wish you so much continued success with your films and your book out right now and all the other stuff that you're going to be doing in the future. Um, right. So, Like I said, definitely keep me posted and we will bring you back on at another date in the future.
2: Well, thank you again so much for having me and good luck with the you show and everything you're doing. And Again, thank you thank to you. all you listeners out there. I appreciate it and you know, thank you to all your listeners who are going to listen to the podcast. So, Yep, we'll definitely
1: you. keep promoting that. So we'll, we'll definitely get a lot of listeners for that, too. All
2: right.
1: All right, Ian. So thank all you right. so well, much. All right, have a good night, everybody. Yeah, you too, and I'll be in touch with you off the air, too. All right?
2: All right. Yes, indeed.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Ian. Take care. All right, all right bye. All right, everyone. Again, you just heard the author and filmmaker Ian J. Kinney. Be sure to check him out at his website, E. N. J. Kinney, and that's K E E N E Y dot com. And purchase a copy of his book, A Thousand Pieces. Uh please also just stay on the air for a few minutes. I got a ton of um things to promote, uh, some upcoming shows that we have. If anyone is interested, you can always go to my blog talk radio site to see all the upcoming shows that we have um, coming up in the future. I've got tons of comedians, musicians, filmmakers, and a variety of other people coming on. Um, Next week, let me just make sure I check out the date correctly, that is Tuesday the 13th. We are going to have at 8 o'clock p.m. the Pop Rock Band from Brooktown, New Jersey, set it free coming on for an interview. And I'm doing two uh, interviews next week, actually. On Wednesday, the 14th, we are going to have uh, singer, songwriter, and author Angelica coming on. Just to give some plugs real quick before we uh, end the show tonight, please check out any of you Howard Stern fans, check out marksfriggin.com. He blogs about the Howard Stern Show, and he has all the daily highlights and updates on the show. For those fans of uh, Howard Stern, check out sternsuperfans.com, run by... Joseph Moosky, awesome site for a place for fans to interact with each other. Um, Also, please make sure you check out two of the magazines I write for. We have Talent Spotlight Magazine, which you can check out at talentspotlightmagazine.com, which is run by CEO Jessica Gilbert, and it's an awesome magazine. Um, I write a regular column for it, as well as also check out Really Great Magazine, which is at reallygreatmagazine.com. That one is run by Robert Guida, and again, I also do a column for his magazine. Most of my columns do focus on psychology and its relationship to the arts and entertainment industry. Flirt Energy Drink, please check out flirtsport.com, where you can hear my song, Vanilla Skies, which is represented by the product. This is a female fitness energy drink that is formulated specifically for the female athlete, and they are also uh, sponsoring my show and... um, sponsoring some of my music, and also, please, any of you musicians out there or people involved in the entertainment industry that need someone specializing in business and career consultations or music contracts or legal contracts, check out David J. Spangenberg at ProfessorPooch.com. This guy is amazing. He's coming on the show in two weeks. Um, He's been involved in the entertainment industry for 40 years he really knows his stuff, and he's been a college professor. He's written books, so definitely check out him and use him for any uh, services that you may need. Tonight I'm actually going to close with my song Goodbye, which is off of my debut album, Leave It All Behind, on iTunes, and I would love to plug tonight eTalent Showcase. Check out eTalentShowcase.com. Um, I just found out today that I am a featured artist of the week on the website, and they chose my song Goodbye, as the song of the week. And, again, check them out, etalentshowcase.com, and my song Goodbye. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Sorry if my voice is trailing off. It has been a very long day. I do work a full-time job in addition to everything else I do in the entertainment industry. So um, I appreciate all of your support. Thank you so much for tuning in. And any of the new guests, I hope that you will join me, Um, become a fan on Facebook, send me a personal friend request. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. So let's lead off with goodbye, and I will be back next week, Tuesday the 13th, with the band Set It Free, followed by Tuesday, Wednesday, sorry, the 14th, with singer-songwriter and author Angelica. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great night.